This is Fractal Marketing, the podcast for innovative entrepreneurs taking their product to market. Each show, we take an outside look at one company's marketing and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, over to your host, Jared Doyle. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fractal Marketing Podcast. It's been a little bit of a gap in between our podcasts, but I'm back with Daniel and Louise. And this podcast, we're going to be talking about naked wines. Welcome, guys. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me. It does not take me much to turn up and talk about wine, guys. So (laughs) I'm so happy to be back. So I'm, you know, in terms of oversharing, I'm in the process of trying to do a year without drinking. I'm about eight months, nine months into it. So I've had a Naked Wine subscription and I know it well, but I also had to cancel it. So I'm going to say I'm an outside viewer at the moment, but trust me, when I get to 12 months, I think I'm going to be back in and reigniting it. But what we want to look at with Naked Wines is their business, how they've grown, what we like about it, get ideas that other startup marketing founders can take and apply to their businesses. And and really for me, what Naked Wines represents is that movement towards a subscription business, an online digitization and subscription business, which totally takes the unit economics and turns it on its head. No longer is it about turning up and buying a 50% marked up bottle of wine at Liquorland once. This is about getting somebody in once and then getting them on a subscription and making lifetime values out of those customers. And if they can turn that model on their head, it totally changes the economics and gives them an unfair advantage. And I think for a lot of people out there, a lot of retailers, they often think about, you know, can I make my retail business a subscription business? And hopefully after today's discussion, we'll find something out about that. So let's kick it off. I know um, of the three of us, Louise did the most amount of homework. So <laughs> Louise, I'm going to throw straight to you and you can start talking a little bit about your view on Naked Wines marketing. Sure. So I did have a couple of glasses before this, but I also did do the research on Naked Wines. And look, as a subscription business, they're fascinating to me because it is all about making a business that allows people to make a decision about you every time they think about purchasing. So you've got to have a lot of faith in what you're doing and you've got to have a confidence. And it's really about the business model as well. Probably the most interesting element I find for Naked Wines and something that is a great takeaway for people is the way they treat offline and online. Because I think most people consider once you're a subscription business, you're primarily an online only, that the numbers just don't stack up for you if you don't market online. And I think Naked Wines is one of those cases where they're starting to show you the options on how you unite both offline and online. Because the reality is, is that people have bought wines for a, lo- a long time. And in most cases, it's it's quite a retail, it's a face-to-face, it's a, a visit to the cellar door. Those are really face-to-face dynamics, or in-person dynamics that have got nothing to do with digital marketing and digital becomes a follow-up. So I think the takeaway for me was actually seeing how well they use the bridge between offline and online, and that's through their voucher system. So they offer a lot of physical vouchers, which seem really daft, must seem really daft and old to people because back in the day you, you did used to open magazines and they'd be full of flyers with discount codes and things like that. And maybe people don't think that works anymore. But the idea that you can give a physical presence to your brand and then have that bring them as an incentive 
onto the website is something I'd really like to challenge people to have a think about because there may be some real there may be some real applications for some of the business models that don't think they have an offline don't think they have an offline presence. So the vouchers for me, the online offline vouchers are a really interesting place to start with Naked Wines. Well, the first time I actually got introduced to Naked Wines was through I get dinnerly boxes, right? So every week we get a dinnerly box that comes in and we get a new voucher from some other company. And, you know, I started to notice Naked Wines, of course, because, well, one, the name, like just Naked Wines is just like, this is, is it just a peeled grape? That's weird. But like... What I first thing I kind of noticed was is like uh, by the end of the month I had like three of them. <laughs> I was like, cool, I have three one hundred dollar cards to Naked Wines, and I can only use one of them. I think <laughs> so. Do I give them out to people I don't know? Do I you know just put them in recycling? And well, the answer was I put it in recycling. But <laughs> they would know that Naked Wait Naked Wines would know that there is a chance that no matter what they do it will, you know, they may not get me as a customer, but we all, as marketers, or we always go on on the small percentage, right? We're always like, if, if we get 5%, you know, <laughs> people sign up and then maybe a couple of them stay for six months, that's worth the, what, 10 cent card <laughs> with, the, with the backing brochure. Like, I feel, yeah. And they're not the only ones to do this. And they have, you know, as you said, they're not the pioneers of this but it's a really good way to get in front of people especially in a unique situation right if i'm getting food and i'm like sweet you know here's my sort of like jerk chicken here's my sort of like oh i gotta make some beef burgers like oh cool there's this wine company okay maybe next time we get some red wine or we get some white wine like we just sort of can connect the those dots so i feel like connection is also important where you place your vouchers but yeah uh, for me, I want to talk about the $100, right? So, we're talking about customer acquisition cost, CAC here. Okay, sure, they're going to have margin built into their wine, but $100 is a serious amount of money to be putting out in front of people. So, there's no doubt that Naked Wines is saying, like, you can't do this at Liquorland. They can't give you $100 free vouchers to spend at Liquorland. You walk in, you buy five bottles, four bottles, whatever you like, you walk back out again. That's just not going to work for them. Naked Wines can throw $100. Now, not only that, I mean, you know, 10 cent printing of the card, but it came with Dinnerly, which means Dinnerly is in on a cut. Now, I don't know what their cut is, but let's assume it's pretty significant. I'm going to say it's probably about $50. So, if they're making even 50% margin on the wine, we're talking $100 bounty CAC here, and they're trying to get people to sign up on a subscription, which will be about $35, $40 a month. So, if they're making 50% margin, that's $20 a month. They're going to keep these customers for five months just to get to break even. So, we're talking half a year before Naked Wines even has a chance of seeing positive cash flow out of this transaction. Like That's a serious commitment up front. And I think maybe that's why traditional retail isn't able to go down this path because they look at it and say, look, if I'm not making a margin on every transaction, it's not going to work. But Naked Wines is coming in with a startup approach with VC money behind them and saying, hey, we're going to win this market. We're going to capture this market. We are going to pay five, six months in advance to win these customers over. Now, if you're a voucher burner and you come in and you take your $100 free and then you leave, you've then got to recoup that from the next customer that comes through. So, I'd postulate that Naked Wines is probably looking at a payback window of anything from nine to 12 months to get that cash flow back positive. So, unless you're VC-backed, 
and you're a traditional, traditional air quote, he does online retailer, you're just not going to be able to play in this game. So I think their unit economics are going to, would be absolutely fascinating to break down. It certainly also points out the fact that partnerships are really key to scale and aligning yourself with the right type of people because Dinnerly in particular is an excellent example of not just partnering with a platform or another marketplace, but you're aligning yourself directly with another subscription business so you know these people are used to paying for things and it's a subscription business that forms part of your whole experience. So wine typically fits with a meal or fits with a socialisation. So it really shows how great partnerships that work with a win-win both sides are, are the ones you want and they're the ones you want to have a conversation with. Now, ideally, you want them with someone with a bigger database, but we don't always have those opportunities. So picking up someone that's in a similar business model that's as agile as you and has a strong social and digital presence can really pay off. And, and those partnerships are, again, something to put back in the hat, something that we all forget that we put down the bottom of the list of things to nurture, but getting a good partner ecosystem and, and really working on those partnerships are really key to scale to get that hockey stick we're all after and to deal with those lifetime value issues, the payback periods as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've looked into this. There's actually agencies that sit in the middle of this now too that aggregate these vouchers, measure them, track them and pay the commissions back. And you said like generally great example, basically anyone who's doing one of these subscriptions. So, you know, we spoke about Pet Circle a couple of episodes or maybe even last episode. My Pet Circle comes, I get naked wine vouchers, virgin wine vouchers. They come in those as well because I obviously match the right demographic. It's their subscriber base is what we want our subscriber base to be. So that cross fertilization of people like us who get things delivered on subscription seems to be the most fertile point. So I think, Louise, I think you're absolutely nailed it. It's not just about the function of the voucher. It's about who you're partnering with and how you can incorporate it. And further to that point, the really good partnerships actually co-brand the label. So when you get it, it says, hey, here's a naked wine voucher thanks to Pet Circle, the brand that you already love and their logo is on it. So they're, they're printing custom vouchers so that that affiliation carries all the way through. I think there's this really important aspect here of integration, right? When we talk about SaaS software, we talk about digital marketing software or anything like that, one of the major points that everyone points to is, does it integrate with everything else I'm using? So if you're already on a subscription in real life, what, what these companies are integrating with is your routine. You know, it's, it's, oh, sweet. I know every week I'm going to get a box from Dinnerly. I know every month I'm going to get a box from Pet Circle. I know every month now I'm going to get a, a box from Naked Wines. Like, and I know that I can do that and it's convenient and, and we talk about you i know i know jared you're a big proponent of uh same day delivery and amazon and all that sort of stuff but this is quite the opposite this is i know i'm going to get my stuff every month i don't need to worry about it and if i do need to worry about it i'll just pop down to the shop like especially people who live in cities it's easy to just go to the, to the local shop and get something you're missing and then you remember and you're like oh maybe next time i get a box i'm gonna make it add in an extra one to cover that time so you're integrating with routine uh, and if you can do that but and that's going to be really good i think the only startups that could benefit from this uh, although is just 
other companies who are looking at getting a subscription to to physical stuff, right? So this is you know definitely for people who want to send something to someone maybe every month or two or a couple of weeks. It really depends on on the startup that they're doing. And I just wanted to add on your point before about if you're not big, you shouldn't be doing this, or you know like not not shouldn't be doing this, but maybe maybe not thinking about doing this. And I think there's a conversation to be had between, and we've been having it in the startup ecosystem between zebras and unicorns. You know like do you grow slow or do you grow fast? And I think if you localize your subscription, if you're, you know, there's there's one in, in Queensland, I think, that localizes cheeses just around Queensland. So they get everything together and then they deliver the box, like, to people within Queensland. And I feel like if you can localize it and get a subscription, you, you start off really well and can grow from there. You still have to go up against the big, the big companies, but you have a really good footing to begin with. And I think that naturally segues to the other part of the partnership in what is a subscription that has a flavour of a double-sided marketplace too, which is their relationship with their growers. Because the classic problem with any online business that doesn't sell their own brand is the leakage that you get once you introduce someone to a brand and then they choose to go directly with the brand. So it's been interesting to see how they're challenging that through the use of the storytelling of their winemakers and how that has that real function of extending the experience so that it's not just about, you know, it's not just about Naked Wines being someone that's making money off these winemakers, but it's someone that's Naked Wines as a facilitator for you to access this. Uh, and just to wrap up on that, I think that's uh, the very interesting bit that that's really t quite timely for us is that COVID has created a real push for people to really understand where their food and 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 wine and gin come from. And I think Naked Wines has been doing this for a while, but I think this trend has really caught up with them, and I hope they're really leveraging that. I'll be interested to hear your what you're seeing in terms of their winemaker relationships. Yeah, so I think there's a few things they do well. And to badly quote Donald Miller and StoryBrand, you know, they're making their customers the heroes. And they're doing that through storytelling, like you said, Louise. So if I'm a buyer, if I'm a subscriber to Naked Wines, I'm an angel. Angels in startup land to me mean angel investors. These are people who help people out. So with money, we support. And then through the storytelling, we're helping the wine growers, local Australian wine growers with a story. You know, when I get the wine, I get the story about the growers, the family, where they're from. So I'm buying more than just a bottle of wine. I'm buying into a story. I'm buying into that same messaging that stopped Woolworths and Coles from selling less than a dollar a litre milk, supporting dairy farmers. There's so much power in the narrative and the storytelling. And by making your customers the hero, Naked Wines is, they're the facilitator, they're the sage. So to use um, Donald Miller's Star Wars analogy, they're Yoda. This is the original three movies I'm talking about here, not the later ones. Luke Skywalker is the hero. Yoda was the sage, the guide. And Naked Wines is the sage. They're the guide helping facilitate Luke saving everybody from the evil empire. 
Now, the evil empire in this scenario is going to be your Dan Murphys. It's going to be your Coles and Woolworths, the big groups, you know, West Farmers and dominating and squeezing these people down. Now, Naked Ones don't come out and explicitly say that, but we know who they're going after. It's the high street, big box booze sellers. And that's who they're breaking down. And because we know it's so hard to break in, not only that, but we know that they also white label everything. So it's that you buy a you think you're buying a boutique brand of beer or wine, and then you only find out, you look on the back and you go, it's actually bottled by Coles, and you realize it's owned by them. So I think through storytelling, they're having a fantastic market position. And, you know, I genuinely, when I canceled my subscription because I didn't want to be drinking alcohol, there was no point, two things I loved about it. One was how I felt like I really was letting the farmers down. So I felt bad about that. But secondly, how quickly and easily Naked Wines were willing to credit me back that money. I had about $230 in my balance. They just transferred it back the next day. No question, no quibbles. They were just great customer service. So what's the takeaway from this? Storytelling works, making your customer the hero works, and story brand as a book's probably worthwhile reading. I think there's a... There's almost like a sentence here, right? It's And in my mind, it's kind of buy from us to help them. You know, like buy from Naked Wine to help farmers. And you have to be in a really unique situation to be able to say that. You need to be Naked Wines. You need to be, you know, uh, someone who, who helps a community. You can't really say that about something like Facebook. They can be like, give us your data to help advertisers. <laughs> like that's something that no one is going to really care too much about. So... If you're in that position where you're helping a community, especially, or you know, you have growers, or, or you have someone, someone like that, then that's definitely a sentence I think you can put together: is buy from us to help them. And it's it's a simple, it's quick, it's you know, it's it's you know, it's 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 very marketable. That would probably be my key takeaway from this, and that's the key takeaway I think for all messaging is like kiss, right? Keep it simple, silly, <laughs> and go from there. To build on that, I think that's where they've been able to get to with their revenue stream. So they have three revenue streams. There is, I think, where they started, which is subscription wine. And then they have the ad hoc wine purchase market as well, or the e-com. But what we're talking about is this angel club that they have, which is fascinating because you're not buying wine directly with that subscription. You're buying, you're basically putting that money into a pool for you to then use the credit to cash in for wine. So I think that's really a fascinating midpoint in that most people would find subscription wine probably just a bit too much wine. Like most subscriptions, it's a bit too much wine landing on your door. And even I could admit that occasionally there's just too much wine in my house. So the idea that you can still have an opportunity to work with them, support the farmers and on their side of things, having a regular cash flow from someone. So being able to contribute that money into an angel account and have that cash flow coming in, which people then therefore convert into wine down the track is really an interesting play on the subscription model too, because most subscription models are either product or technology and there's not much a subscription of goodwill, I guess, a subscription or a commitment to, to future purchase. It's a really fascinating model and you're only going to be able to achieve that with the amount of storytelling and goodwill that they've bought, you know, they've built on that brand as well. So my last point on this is going to be if you just want to know how much it's changing retail and how if you can make it work, it's going the right direction, you just have to look to the fact that the real money 
went and bought Majestic Wines in the UK, which is one of the largest wine retail groups with thousands or hundreds of shop fronts across the UK. I remember it fondly. And they bought Naked Wines and they're combining it because they know, to Louise's very first point, offline and online, if you can get the combination working, is a killer duo. They know that Naked Wines is eating regular retail, but they also know that regular retail is a way to get that access and build that database. And so their bet at 95 million sterling in that acquisition is that that combination is going to work and that the market is changing and business models like Naked Wines are changing it, but they need a way to grow and traditional retail is still going to be the solution to that future growth and where they're going to go. Does anyone else have any last thoughts that they want to throw in there about what like what business founders can copy from Naked Wines in their business models? I think mine was literally just you know get that short message right. You know we we know so many founders who kind of don't get that message. You know they're they're very much oh, I need to build a business, I need to build a business, I need to build a business. It's like no no no. Who are you? Who are you selling to? And who are you? Are you selling for someone else? Like, get that message down. Because if you can't get that down, when you wake up in the morning, you can't sell it to yourself if you don't know what you're selling. <laughs> like, and then you can't even sell it onwards, right? No one's going to understand what you're doing if you don't understand what you're doing and can articulate it in 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 a very uh, quick and easy to digest way. I'm going to leave with one extra little tip, which I really liked from their website. So if you're hitting their website, I suggest today that you go and hit up their website and hit the get started button because Naked Wines isn't for everyone. The price points are not for everyone. So for people to spend that amount of money on wine, they need to really value the winemaker and the quality of the wine. And they really need to have bought into the idea that commercially sold wine has such a small margin that goes very little towards the winemaker and a lot more towards distribution channels and marketing. So if you follow that Get Started, it gives you a great little interactive quiz that just allows you to begin to appreciate some of those really key motherhood thoughts around whether you're a naked wines person or not. And that's actually a really good sample of those qualification quizzes that are now popping up on all sorts of websites. Just allow people to buy into the process and then either happily proceed to the the, the service and product you're offering or exit out exit out and go and have a think about whether that's the business they want to be in. So getting started on the homepage today and go and have a look at that interactive quiz. And so my last point is going to be after you've done that interactive quiz, just watch how Naked Wine tells you you've joined a queue of angels waiting to join their club. And I don't know what the algorithm is behind it, but it always changes. And guess what? You progress faster than you imagine to get through that waiting list and you get to join. But it creates that FOMO. It creates that fear of, well, what if I don't get to rejoin again? Of course, we're all going to join. There's no real reason to make us wait. It just creates a sense of urgency, but they do it so delicately and so brilliantly. So after you've done that, watch the way they drip those emails out and get you all excited about when you finally get a chance to spend money with them. It's Marketing Genius 101. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Daniel and Louise. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again with the next podcast, hopefully soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope we were able to provide you with some great marketing ideas that'll really help your business. As always, if you'd like to support me and the show, just jump onto iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review. Those reviews really make a difference and help me reach a broader audience. 
If you'd like to connect, the best way to find me, of course, is on LinkedIn, following me on social media, or just connecting. And if you've got ideas for future episodes or you're a marketer and you would like to appear in a future episode, just hit me up on LinkedIn as well. I'd be happy to have a chat. Thanks a lot. And I look forward to speaking with you next week.